Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. No, no, I feel, I feel comfortable in that. You know. Of course, it's nice when you, you know the people recognize what you're doing. The people like you, it's very nice. But uh, it's a very big responsibility because uh, a lot of kids all over the world, they follow you, they, they want to, you need to be an example for them. And uh, then the life is that... You know, little. You have to maintain little, a certain course, image because everybody can make a normal mistake. You know, because we are a normal person. But uh, when you are recognized like that, you cannot make some mistakes. <laughs> then it become difficult. Well, the sporting world uh, is in mourning today after the death of an icon, uh, Pele, the Brazilian maestro, known as the greatest uh, in the world game, the only footballer to win three World Cups. Uh, lost his battle with cancer early this morning. Australian time, Craig Foster from Stan Sports and former Australian football champion has been good enough to join us to discuss the the life and times of a man who's always brought up in the conversation as who are the greatest athletes of all time with Muhammad Ali, Michael Jordan, Tiger Woods. Pele's name sits at the top uh, of the tree, not just in football, but um, in sport internationally and over time. And Craig Foster has been good enough to jump on. Craig, hello to you. Yeah, good morning, guys. Yeah, it's a sad day for not just the football community, but uh, you know we're, the world has lost one of its most loved uh, and best-known humans in history. So you, um, I think Pelé would have finished up in your very early years uh, mm-hmm. of life, but what has he represented to you in your love of football and your career in it? Yeah, so he finished in 77, so I was only like eight years old. So, mm. you know, so the era that I came into was the Diego, Diego Maradona era. And, of course, we tend to have affection and understand those much better that we saw live and were able to live through their career experiences. For Pelé, though, anyone who saw him, including in 72 when he came to Sydney, uh, they uh, clearly believe that he was the greatest ever. He transcended football, though. You know, of course, the whole world of football, you know, hundreds of millions of people around the world uh, this morning are deeply saddened. But actually, he was one of the most loved and one of the best known humans in our history. And in the 20th century, what was interesting in your opening there was that you mentioned four black athletes um, who kind of came one after the other. Pelé started first in 58. In the 60s, then was Muhammad Ali. Then he had Michael Jordan and then Tiger Woods. And that pretty much started, I guess, in the 36 Olympics with Jesse Owens. But then the real, uh, the one who 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 became globally famous mm. uh, was Pelé. And he was the first that came only 13 years after the Second World War. So after this Nazi ideology had been defeated, uh, you know, this was a moment when a black athlete, a poor black athlete from Brazil, became the most loved figure on earth. And, of course, eventually the athlete known as the athlete of the 20th century. It's quite an incredible story. And the, and the timing was very significant because you had this black Brazilian uh, playing the world's game, dominating, winning three titles, uh, scoring you know, virtually a goal a game, 1,281 goals. 
and becoming loved. And what you heard from him there was he was constantly taught. He was very concerned about the way he conducted himself. Um, he he was very close to governments and presidents and prime ministers all around the world. And he was constantly talking about the rights of children and about love and peace. So whilst he wasn't so much an activist, um, he was always promoting um, universal values and messages of love, which is one of the reasons why he was so loved himself. What's his legacy in your mind? I'm speaking to Craig Foster mm. from Stan Sport. Yeah, um, I think that's it. It's it's more that you know in the middle part of last century, when the world war you know had been at war, um, and you know it was searching for. Um, you know, to take a, a step beyond this, you know, this hateful racist ideology, you had this diminutive, it was only 170 centimetres tall, this mm. small, relatively small, incredibly skilled and beautiful, beautifully hearted human, Pelé, who travelled the world and he became an evangelist, not just for football, but through football, he became an evangelist for love and peace. That's quite incredible a legacy, and it's it extends far beyond the game of football. Of course, in the football, you know, everyone loves him. Yeah. Uh, you know, and 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 until his you know dying moment, he was still very much at the centre. You saw during the Qatar recent World Cup that you know Pele uh, through his social media accounts would only have to put out a statement, you know, and it literally goes around the world, you know, tens of hundreds of millions of times. You know, he was so revered, but he was far far more than that. He, he came to embody. Um, if you like Brazilianness as well, the the opening, loving, welcoming nature of Brazilian people. He actually was Brazil to you know billions of people around the world. Yeah. As soon as we you know anyone thinks about Brazil, you you would all you know immediately think about Pelé. So he was it was an extraordinary human, one of the most loved ever, and it's a big loss. Uh, Foz, as a player, what was it that made him so mm. special? What could he do that? no one ever could or has ever been able to do since? Well, he's just an extraordinary goal scorer, but that's because he had all of the gifts. He was incredibly quick. Um, he had a leap that was quite amazing, so you'd often see him up above goalkeepers and so on. So he was he was um, quite unique in that way. Um, he was both-footed, so his right and left foot. He had no preference of either. And what that meant is that he could just score from anywhere at any time. He, you know, volleys, it didn't matter. He He technically was perfect. And during the recent World Cup, uh, some videos went around the world, which were very nice, because people started saying, look, Leo Messi is doing an amazing job here. And, and the contemporary football fans who've lived his experience will naturally see him as the greatest ever, because, you know, it's, you can't compare mm. um, when you haven't lived it. But what they would do is they were sharing some of the moments that Messi was creating, the dribbles, the goals, these things, and saying everything that's done today was done already by the king. Mm. Uh, you know, back in the late 50s, 60s and early 70s. Uh, and what he did, though, he also uh, kind of transcended geographical boundaries. Pele was for everyone. Um, and he, I think, was the first. Perhaps Muhammad Ali was a little in the same same breath, but I think Pele probably stood alone in that he would travel the world and every single person virtually knew who Pele was. And famously, of course, he went to Nigeria I think it was called the Biafra War in the late 60s, 69. And they actually stopped the war for 48 hours because Pele the King was in town. Wow. You know, so this is how much countries love football. And then you had O'Reilly, you know, known as the King, the only, the only mm. male to win three World Cups. And when he arrived, 
he was fated by the prime ministers and presidents and and you know given all the gifts and awards but as soon as he walked the streets everyone everywhere knew who he was and then when he went what he did instead of going and playing in Europe and taking all that money he stayed he stayed very loyal to Santos mm. but near the end of his career he did make a, an important move he believed that the global game should conquer all continents and that it needed a push in the USA in North yeah. America and so he went there with the Cosmos and they won the title I think it was in 77 and he, and he retired but he that's why he went he went there to bring the game to you know the last uh, great continent that at that time, you know, was was more focused on other sports, and so he made a big contribution in the early seventies to what we see the growth of the game even in the USA today. Uh, Craig Foster, what can football do to cement's not the right word, but to honour his legacy to make sure it continues to live on mm-hmm. now that he has left us? There is a certain trophy that doesn't have a name on it. Uh, anymore, which he's held aloft three times. Um, what, yeah. what can the game do to honour and recognise yeah. him? Um, well, firstly, you know, he was very close to Australia as well. So if we look at the domestic context, you know, he came here in 2015 and, and I travelled with my old um, loved colleague, Les Murray. It was his oh, retirement yep. tour. And he brought Pelé out. Pelé came out and we went around the country doing lunches with these two guys. And it was like the Pied Pipers. I mean, it was, you know, Les was loved in Australia and this guy's just, whenever he turns up, was crazy. So, and we went around just doing these lunches and they just, you know, I'd MC it, not do too much, just take some photos. And these guys would just sit and, of course, Les would just interview him. And, you know, they were magic times. He was close to Johnny Warren. Of course, he played here in 72. And he knows the, the, the Brazilian community here very well. So, um, you know, we're, we've been in, in touch the last couple of weeks. You know, we, we we knew this was kind of inevitable. So there'll be something happened today, probably in Sydney. We might go down around the Opera House or something. So we'll get together there. But more broadly, look, he'll have statues. He has statues already. You know, have these things, and people will do something. But what I'd like to see more is a discussion in football about the values that he stood for, mm. and how football can bring those to life in a greater way than it does today because that was the real legacy of him. It was the person. Mm. Um, all the goals did, 1,281 goals, they just gave him an opportunity to live his life in a way um, that, you know, really manifests what the game should be all about. Craig, thank you so much. And, wow, I, I, you'd almost buried the lead and I knew you wouldn't want to make it about yourself, but I'm sure you will treasure those moments travelling with Palais. And when we speak again, I'll, we'll get you to speak exclusively on, on, on what you experienced with him. But, but thank you sure. so much for being with us today to, to remember him and, and honour him on a very sad day for not just football, as we said, but for sport. Um, yeah. We'll speak to you soon. No, my pleasure. Craig Foster from Stan Sport, uh, Australian football champion, speaking about the death of an icon in Palais today.